Welcome to Catholic Radio for Katie Anna's presentation of Cajun Catholics. Here's your host, Todd Citron. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, Amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. And forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. Charlene, servant of God, pray for us. Amen. In the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, Amen. You're listening to Cajun Catholics. I'm your host, Todd Citron. I'm really excited and honored to have John Dale Richard and his wife, Loretta, on the show. Welcome to the show. Thank you. John Dale is the oldest sibling of Charlene Richard, uh, our good Cajun saint. And today, my co-host is no stranger to the show, Miss Jennifer Middlebrooks. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the show, Jen. Jen is a longtime uh, family friend from Richard, from the community. So, so, John Dale, tell us a little bit about yourself. Uh, I was born in Church Point, September 20th, 1944. I was born at home. Dr. Bailey was late getting there, so Daddy got a midwife to come and I was delivered at home. When Dr. Bailey got there, Mama wanted to name me Richard. And Dr. Bailey said, well, that'll be hard for him because <laughs> Richard and Richard are spelled <laughs> the same way. He said, why don't you call him after me? <laughs> name him after me. And so she named me John. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Uh, and so, uh, John, uh, you, did you grow up going to school in Church Point? Uh, we started at, uh, it was called Our Lady of the Sacred Heart Convent at the time. Charlene and I went there for four years, and then we went to Church Point for a year or so, and then Daddy moved to Richard Community where our grandparents lived. They had a farm there. So we finished our elementary education at Richard Elementary School and then transferred back to Church Point High School to finish mm -hmm. our high school. It was all very interesting. Uh, I got to experience the Catholic school and the Richard Elementary School where everybody spoke French <laughs> and then Church Point High School and it was fun. We had a great time. So this is like the Cajun Catholic Center of the universe for sure and uh, such an honor to have him on the show today and, uh, and Jennifer to have you here as well. Just to, to highlight Charlene's life and, and maybe some things we didn't know about Charlene but uh, so for someone who, who never met Charlene Richard, you know, t tell us a little bit about her. Charlene was a very uh, people person. She was vivacious. She loved sports. When she was two years old, she was trying to climb a tree, and she fell and broke her arm and never complained about it. <laughs> At school, she was in all the girls' sports. In Richard Elementary, she was the captain of the girls basketball team wow she was in the junior catholic daughters she was in the choir she loved school she had very good grades which i didn't but uh, <laughs> anyway either. she did very well and uh in the fourth grade she got an award for her math grade because she was the highest grade in the fourth grade classes charlene as we grew up she loved elvis Presley, and she loved Little Richard, and many times we had what back then we would call a sock hop, 
And that meant that when you, uh, boys and girls would come to uh, the party, all the lights were on. You took your shoes off at the door. Mama had Kool-Aid, because that was the strongest drink we had there. <laughs> and all the lights were on, and we had a grand time dancing in our socks. Charlene <laughs> uh, also had a very devout prayer life. She would pray morning and night on her knees. Many times when we could get away with it from Mama, we pray in bed, but uh, Charlene always knelt to say her prayers. Mama led the rosary every night. We said four decades in English, and Dad didn't speak much English at that time, so we said the last decade in French. The three oldest siblings, myself, Charlene, and my brother Dean, who's passed away also, we knew our prayers in French. But then we had to learn them in English because, of course, everybody speaks English now. Mama would get us kneeling down, and she always had her fly swatter with us in case we uh, kind of uh, drifted <laughs> off. It wasn't for the flies. No. <laughs> uh, Charlene would help everybody. She loved babies. She would babysit for free just to have the babies around her. She was very good at that. She loved horses. We had a cousin who lived closer to Richard community than we did. We lived in what uh, was then called Pointe Noire. He would come and visit on Sundays on his horse, and Charlene would get on that horse and run through the woods like she had taken lessons. I was a little bit more precautious. <laughs> uh, of course, my grandfather had a farm. It was cotton and uh, corn, and we picked a lot of cotton in very hot weather. We, had, we never had a tractor. We always had mules and horses. We had many cows because we was a lot of people. Mm. And we had plenty of fresh milk. We had chickens and hogs and stuff and we had a big garden. We were always busy but it was, it, it was a time when you felt so secure. At night in the summertime, Mama would spread a quilt on the floor and give us each a pillow and we'd lie down on the floor with a cardboard fan and fan ourselves till we fell asleep. And wow. none of the doors were locked and the screen doors either, but the wood doors were opened. Times back then were so secure. We, we felt so safe, thinking back on it now. We always had to pick figs, pick peaches, pick beans, then pick pecans. We were busy the whole year long, but we laughed and we told stories, and it wasn't always fun and, and laughed. Sometimes we had arguments and sometimes we'd fight, but then that's a family, I suppose. Jen, jump Y'all were very self-sufficient. <laughs> oh, a lot of times my grandfather would plant sweet potatoes also, and he would order sweet potato crates, and there were looked to me back then like a hundred of them in the back of the barn. And so what we did was we take them and stack them around and build us a church. My brother Dean, if I was the priest, he was the bishop. If I was the bishop, he was the pope. But we always played church. And uh, my sister, my sisters, Charlene and, and uh, Annie, would sing for the mass. Nice. We also played games out in the woods, and we'd pick blackberries, washtubs full of blackberries mm -hmm. back then. You can't hardly find them anymore. I know. No. We lived in Youngsville, and we always picked blackberries. That yes. was very mm -hmm. special. As I said, all year long, we had plenty to do, but prayer was always involved. My grandmother 
and my grandfather, when I think of them now, they remind me of Mary and Joseph. Wow. They were so kind, very peaceful, never criticized anybody, and they taught us our prayers. They taught us how to live our faith. My grandmother Mary was with my sister the last night that she spent at home because when I was about 10 years old, I moved in with my grandparents. And uh, then she loved to come spend the night there. And so uh, I kind of lost my train of thought. <laughs> you were saying, and, and, and you mentioned they were like Mary. They not only were like Mary, she was Mary. I heard you yes, say her, her name. Yes, her name was Mary. <laughs> yeah. Appropriately so. Yes. What was your grandfather's name? Onizim. Okay. Onizim Mott. But they, they're the ones who kind of instilled the faith. They in instilled the yeah. faith in us, and they have instilled it in Mama. That mm -hmm. was Mama's parents. Mm -hmm. And uh, Daddy's parents were very religious also, especially my grandfather, mm -hmm. Edmund Richard. We were raised very Catholic, you know, never criticized any other faith. We lived in the country where we had the school, the Catholic Church, and the Baptist Academy. I've heard that story somewhere. When, when we had a bazaar at the Catholic Church, all our neighbors that were from the academy would come to the bazaar. And when they had something at the academy, all of us went there too. In fact, some of the older parishioners in our parish, back during the Depression and everything, I was told they would go to school at the academy because there was no school in Richard and Pointe mm -hmm. Noire at the time. So we've always been close, the whole neighborhood. Also, the academy was a very good place to learn, but then unfortunately, somehow it had to shut down. But now, basically, the use of it is by the Catholic Church because they, the church rents their buildings to do our confirmation retreats and everything. Mm -hmm. And most of the churches in this area use the academy for that purpose. Right, is that what they call the Baptist Center? Yes. Uh -huh. I made my axe retreat over there. Mm -hmm. yeah. And they still do that yeah. now, the axe retreats. So that's and one I, of the things I do have to say about Reshored is that I still find it's very intertwined in the two religions. Oh, yes, and yes. It's, it, that's a blessing in itself. Yeah, no one found fault or condemned the other because they weren't of that same faith, you know? We were the same people. And I was, I was telling Todd when I, when I came on the show that most of my friends were Catholic, so yeah. going to each other's mm -hmm. churches and learning the religions was just amazing how you could learn the, the differences in the two mm -hmm. and then still understand them if you went to either church. That's, That's right. Beautiful. And you see Wendell, your first cousin, mm -hmm. my brother-in-law, his oldest grandson decided to be Catholic. So I taught him the faith, and he was received in the church uh, two years ago, I wow. think. Wow. Yep. That's Wiley, right? Mm -hmm. Wiley? Oh, I know. I just... No, no. It's... it's uh, uh, it, no, it's... Uh, Lane. Uh, Lane. Lane. Lane Middlebrooks. Right. Yeah. Lane, the oldest one. Yeah, I mean... I think when I hear the kingdom of heaven is among us, you know, it's always like heaven's right here in front of us. You just yes. have to open your eyes, right? That's right. And I and I think that what you've described to me is heaven. Uh, it is. Richard, you know, back in the day, maybe still today, it's no coincidence that Charlene came from this environment, you know, but such a beautiful testimony. And uh, that's, that's just beautiful. Well, tell us some more. Tell us some more. Well, when Charlene, she, uh, she was 12 years old, and during the summer, Charlene started passing out. So Mama took her to Dr. Keller, and he said, well, maybe, you know, she's 12 years old, and she's 
getting to be an adolescent and all, maybe that's what it is. Well, then she started bruising and complaining of hip pain. So Mama took her to Dr. Henry in Crowley, who I think I remember her saying that he was a specialist in joint pain. And at 12 years old, he did radiation treatment on Charlene's hip. And as a registered nurse, I know that you use radiation on children very sparingly, only when necessary. I guess that was not known at the time. I know Dr. Henry would not have deliberately done that. From there, Charlene started passing out again. Mama took her to our family, Dr. Keller. He did blood work and he came back and he said, I called Dr. Voris in Lafayette. He said, uh, he's a specialist. He said, I need for you all to take her over there right now because I gave him the results of the blood work and uh, he said, uh, he'll tell y'all what needs to be done. So my grandfather and daddy and mom and I, we went and uh, when we got there, Dr. Voris met him at the door and said, I'll take Charlene to the emergency room and admit her right through there. Mama said, well, well, well wait. She said, we have a truck and we can go. You know, we can, uh, we can, no, he said, I'll bring her over there. And he said, y'all meet me in, uh, in the emergency department. So when we got there, Charlene was already taken upstairs. And uh, he told mom and dad that she had leukemia. She had lymphocytic leukemia, and back then it was basically a death sentence. Charlene had blood transfusions. Her abdomen was very swollen because of her liver. She I want to never- ask you a question about that, John Dale. I, I want to remind our listeners, you're listening to Cajun Catholics. Today's guest is John Dale Richard, the oldest uh, sibling of Charlene Richard, and Miss Loretta's here with it. And I want to ask you, how did the parents receive that information, being devoutly faithful and Catholic? Uh, you know, what was their reaction? That was the first time I ever saw my dad cry. Mm. First time. Mama was stronger in a way, you know, because I guess as a mother, you always, I don't know, but I, I see my wife do, uh, she always finds a way to make things better, you know? And I think that was the way Mama reacted to that. But Daddy, I, I don't know, uh, he, he, he cried that one time, and then that was it, you know, and he took it very stoically. He was, uh, he was a good Catholic, too. He had his faults, just like all of us, but he was devout. Coming back to Charlene, she was in a lot of pain. She went through two bone marrow tests. Back then, they would inject a local anesthetic so they could go in through the flesh and inject into the bone, but the bone was not anesthetized. She never complained about that, and they tell me it's a very painful operation back then. Now you get, you don't remember it because they give you a light uh, anesthetic and then you just don't remember it. Father Brennan would visit Charlene every day. Uh, He was from Ireland. The nurse that was in charge at Our Lady of Lords was Sister Teresita. She also was from Ireland. Sister Teresita and Father would visit Charlene every day, Sister Teresita, a lot of times during the day. Father would always ask her to pray for somebody who needed prayers. And uh, she would ask him every morning, well, who do you want me to pray for today? You know, and she was cheerful. Like I said, she was always a people person. She, she did everything 
with gusto. What she was doing was offering her sufferings as well, she told Sister Teresita. And uh, Father, I'm losing my train of thought again. <laughs> <laughs> you, well, one, I have so many questions, but Jen, <laughs> yeah, I don't want to hog up the whole show. You, <laughs> well, you, you have questions too, I'm sure. And I'm so into his story. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. Yeah. She was offering her sufferings. She was offering her sufferings for, uh, Sister had asked her to pray for a lady who was very ill and might die, and she had lost her faith. So Charlene prayed for her. And uh, when Charlene passed away, Sister Teresita told Mom that she had the room cleaned and moved that lady into the room Charlene had been in. Mm -hmm. And uh, the lady did not die, but she did regain her faith. So uh, Father Brennan was so amazed at a 12-year-old having this much faith and wanting to do things for others that he would tell everybody about it. His best friend was Father Kali, who was also a, a chaplain at Lafayette Charity Hospital. Father Kali was praying for a parish. He was a new priest. And they were, he was friends with Father uh, uh, Brennan. Brennan. Yeah. And uh, they went to dinner, and he said, uh, Father uh, Kali said, I have good news and bad news. He said, I finally got a parish. But he said, it's in Acadia Parish in the sticks, and I don't know how to get there. <laughs> and uh, he said, well, what church is it? He said, St. Edward's Church in oh. Reshord. And he said, oh, you'll have a wonderful neighbor. She's right next door to you. And he said, well, who is that? And he said, well, it's Charlene. And he told Father Khaled the Charlene story. And Father Khaled did a lot of the bishop sent Father Colley there to build the new church because we had an old wood church that was coming apart. And uh, the first Sunday he was there, the collection was, what, $75 <laughs> or, or so. And he said, the bishop wants me to build the church, and I, I can't with this, you know. We're, they were all farmers, and their money came in in the fall when the crop was harvested, mm -hmm. you know. So uh, Father Brennan said, well, why don't you ask Charlene to help you? So Father Kali started praying. He'd go to Charlene's grave every day and pray for help. And he started writing to uh, movie stars and to uh, sports stars and all. And he, within two years, he had built the church, the that. new church. And we needed an organ. And we just didn't have the money for it. So he prayed and uh, to Charlene. I said, Charlene, we need an organ. And about two weeks later, a lady from Chicago called and said she had heard about St. Edward's and Charlene, and she wanted to make a donation. And she paid about half of the organ. So we were able to purchase a very nice organ uh, for our church. How about them Cajun Catholics? Yes. <laughs> <indeed>. <laughs> about what Father Brennan, what you told Father Brennan when they asked Father oh, Brennan okay. to tell her she uh, Father Brennan is the one who Mama and them asked to go in and tell Charlene she was going to pass away. Mm -hmm. And he walked in and he said, Charlene, he said, I have to tell you something. And he said, it's good news, really. But he said, before very long, a beautiful lady is going to come and take you with her. Oh, yes, she said, the Virgin Mary. And she said, I'll tell her Father Brennan says hi. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Father Brennan says, Charlene didn't just teach us how to live. She taught us how to die. Wow. 
Come on, Jen. Jen, being a close, <laughs> I want to know, Jen, uh, you being a close member of the family, and I believe you went to school with uh, John Dell's daughter. I did. And um, tell us just what so it's like. So I was like going to ask him like, yeah. to, to introduce his family that uh, you have. Yeah, well, my oldest son, Francois, named him Francis because uh, my cousin, Father Francis Bourgeois, married us. And I had told him I'd name my first boy after him. Well, that was the only boy I had. I had four girls. I had Charlene, and I had uh, Nancy, and I had Melanie, and I had Sarah. My son works for T-Mobile. He's got a, uh, he's in charge of a unit in uh, Jacksonville, Florida. He and his wife live there. His three daughters, two in New Orleans and one in Mississippi. Charlene had three children. Her oldest son, unfortunately, died in a horrible accident. Mm -hmm. She has Haley and Brittany, and Haley is in Cancun right now. (laughs) Charlene is a registered nurse. Mm Brittany is handicapped because uh, she had cerebral palsy when she was born. But she's very cheerful. She reminds me a lot of my sister, Charlene, because she never meets a stranger. Let's see, Nancy is a registered nurse. She has three boys. One is in college to be a physical therapist, the other to be a journalist, and uh, the other one is in high school at... uh, Sterling's. I couldn't mm-hmm. remember which one of the schools. And uh, Nancy is a registered nurse, like I said. She works for Lafayette Bone and Joint. She's the charge nurse there that takes care of the whole Needle- Needless to say, bringing the love of Christ, spreading it all over the country, yes. no doubt. I, yes. I, I see that clearly. Tell me, I have so many crazy questions to ask you, uh, but I'll ask you this question. If somebody would oppress you, or, or how, if maybe Charlene would a- be asked this question, would it be different for you or her? But h- how does she know that God exists? You know, what, what, why, why the, the deep devotion? How, do you, how would you explain to a, a, a non-Christian, hey, God really does exist? With us, it was our grandparents. Because, they, like I said, they were just wonderful, wonderful Christian people. Yeah. And, uh, but how would she... I think by example, she would show them the happiness she has because of her faith in Christ. By her example is the way she would do it, just like she did when she died. The joy of the Lord. Yes. Yeah. And so, Todd, you probably don't realize this, but um, the Richard family is very large. Yes. And how many nurses do y'all have? Uh, Let's see. Myself, my sister Annie, my brother Dean, my sister Teresa and my sister Erlene. Wow. And I have her twin sister is a respiratory therapist and my youngest sister is a phlebotomist. Although she doesn't work anymore, she did work at Lourdes for years. Mm -hmm. Wow. And and their family, I was going to say, and then it moves on past that because they have nieces and nephews that are also nurses. Lonnie has two daughters that are (laughs) registered nurses, and Dean has a daughter who is a nurse. And uh, anybody else in the family? One thing I want to share is that young young listeners and just listeners in general think that to be a saint, you – you, you, you don't listen to Elvis Presley or that you don't play sports, that you're some person that's not of this world. But it's through your testimony, that's part of life. And that is. you enjoy all of life. And that the is. secular part is just as much as the Christian. Yes, she enjoyed it. And by the way she enjoyed 
uh, Elvis and Little Richard was the way, it, it was a pure way. It was a, a happy, thank God we have such music, you know, mm -hmm. and that we can entertain ourselves with that. And we had a large crowd at the house all the time. And it was because we drew together because of those those did she artists. speak French, speak French as well? Yes, she did. And what 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 is your memory of things that she would say in French, uh, whether it's she music was, or uh, prayer? My godfather would call her la petite Cajun, and she would say, "Je suis pas Cajun," because <laughs> we had a an uncle whose nickname was Cajun. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. And uh, she she would tell him she wasn't Cajun. <laughs> Oh, how about a favorite prayer or Bible verse that, that, that you feel Teresa. like she had? St. Teresa. Oh, yes. Yeah. St. Teresa was her saint. She flower. prayed a lot, a lot to St. Therese. And she had asked Mama to help her pray to bring golden pennies to Jesus, like St. Therese did. I've never seen a writing about St. Therese and golden pennies, but I have a prayer that says that she would pray to collect the tears from Jesus' eyes in his passion, she saw them as precious pearls to buy the ransom of poor sinners. Mm -hmm. So maybe that's what she learned in catechism. Maybe Mrs. Link called it golden pennies instead of pearls. But at any rate, Charlene did tell Mama that. Well, we just have about a minute on the show. And I was right. just going to say, amazingly, though, she did bring golden pennies because she helped a whole new church be built that's in right. Richard. Yeah, yeah. But my last question, or my question was going to be, um, of the many books that have been written, one of your favorite stories, I know I've seen pictures with lights around mm -hmm. her, and mm -hmm. so if there's a short one that we could fit in, sure. uh, <laughs> what's your favorite story? Uh, uh, the favorite story? Uh, there's so many miracles I know that's happened. Yeah, uh, well, the one of uh, Miss Roy, who was yes. healed, uh, and then there was a child that was born to a girl from Richard, and they told her the child was, uh, at the time they would call it Mongolian. It's uh, uh, I, I want I want to get in that um, you know they they are taking devotional. Um, there's a charity, the Charlene Richard Foundation at uh, 201 Arbor Drive, Lafayette, 70507. And if someone wants to give to that, can they do that online? Is there a website maybe or just contact the church? Uh, no. no you, you contact the, there's a phone Charlene number Foundation. there. Oh, there is. Okay. All right. Very good. Is there? I didn't see the phone number on there. But, but definitely get in touch with myself or, or, or the Richard family or St. Edward's Church, and we can d d devote uh, – that attention toward raising some money for the foundation. But today has been such a blessing to me and to Jen, I know. Mm -hmm. And I'm thank you for Jen for being here today with us. And uh, John Dill and Miss Larita, y'all are a blessing. I think I cried through the whole thing. Uh, so you can buy these, get these prayer cards at Miss Charlene's grave with the healing cloth. And there's a prayer to Charlene. I'm going to read it. Um, hopefully we get time to slip this in. But real quick, I think we'll end with the, with the prayer to Charlene Richard. Charlene, when you were only 12 years old, you showed heroic faith, hope, and love. Dying of leukemia, you joined yourself to Jesus on his cross and offered your intense pain for others. You thereby echoed St. Paul's words for his people in Colossians 1.24. Now I rejoice in my sufferings for your sake, and in my flesh I am filling up what is lacking in the afflictions of Christ on behalf of his body, the church. Charlene, I believe you are with God. Please ask our Heavenly Father, His only begotten Son, Jesus Christ, and the Holy Spirit to grant me the following favor. 
mention your favor. Charlene, thank you for helping me. May Jesus Christ always be praised. Mary, Mary, Jesus, ever-Virgin Mother, always be called blessed. Amen. Amen. You've been listening to the Cajun Catholic Radio Show. It's been our just extreme pleasure to have John Dale and his wife, Miss Loretta, and Jen on the show today. Until then, engage the Catholic in you. God bless.